Rocket Nation. Purple and gold family. Stand to your feet. Put your crossbones up and lean side to side. Yeah, and lean side to side. Yeah, and lean side to side. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, welcome to the island, man, it's crazy in here A whole sea of purple and gold waving in here Keep a plank for the shark tank, traders beware Because we got a whole bunch of body sailors in here What's going on, Pirate Nation? Welcome into the Sports Objective. It's hard to believe, but we're two and a half weeks away from the start of East Carolina softball. And right now, very excited to have on the show for the first time, East Carolina's second-year head coach, Shane Winkler. And Coach, we appreciate your time today. No, thank you, I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Um, you know, fired up for Pirate softball. Um, this is a steadily improving program under, under your leadership. And, you know, before we dive into the here and now and uh, talk about your roster and so forth, um, since this is the first time we've had you on the program, just talk about why this job was so appealing to you back in May of 2021. You know, very appealing then. But honestly, this job has been appealing to me for a lot longer than that. Uh, I had an opportunity to compete against ECU while I was an assistant at Marshall a, a lot of years ago. So I, I spent a couple of years coming here competing against ECU, getting to see kind of what Pirate Nation was all about, sneaking over to the baseball stadium during our, our weekend series while we were playing here. And then uh, I actually had the opportunity to interview for the job uh, a couple hires ago. So, I, I mean, I've been really interested in this university, this department, and the potential for this program for a lot of years. So when, when it came open again uh, a year ago, you know, it, it just it was all in. It was all in because I, I, I do. I think this is a sleeping giant in the world of softball. Obviously, the program had a lot of success about uh, 10 years ago or so. And uh, we're getting it back there. Recruiting's going really well. But this, this is a place that I think we can win at a really, really high level uh, and be one of the better teams in, in the American, which is one of the best conferences in the country. So. Uh, when it came open, I, I, I threw it all in, and uh, this is a place where I wanted to be, and I, I knew we can uh, set, set up a foundation for success for years to come. And uh, just really blessed for the opportunity and uh, off to a really great start. I agree with you. Obviously, we're a little biased here on the, on the show, but uh, at the same time, um, with you look at the success that East Carolina baseball's had and the success that the softball program has had down through the years that you reference, um, going back to the days of Tony Paisley. I remember um, defeating Texas out in the Austin Regional, and uh, there, there's no reason we can't get back there and beyond. No, that's that's absolutely the plan. And I mean, you you nailed it. We've got right across the parking lot. We we've got that image of what success can be with our baseball program. Uh, and that's, that's what we look towards every day is, is trying to build up a nationally recognized program like that. Uh, like I said, some of the greats that have been part of this program in the past, we're trying to get them back involved as much as possible, get them back, have an ownership of, of what this program uh, is going to look like in the future. Looking back on 2022, I know about halfway through the season, um, you guys were 18 and 13 Clearly in league play, a very challenging uh, American athletic conference schedule. Um, not the success you would have liked down the stretch, but I know there were plenty of bright spots in 2022. Yeah, and uh, honestly, obviously you're always looking at your win-loss record. You're trying to win as many games as possible, finish, high, finish as high in the conference as you can possibly can. But year one for us was all about establishing the culture. Uh, I, I don't think we've had that for a handful of years here, uh, and I think we nailed that. I mean, our players are in love with the program again. 
they enjoy coming out to the field every day and getting to work. And anytime you have that type of environment, uh, success is going to come soon after. Uh, so we re- we established recruiting ties throughout throughout the state, uh, bringing in kids also from from all over the country. But I mean, really, it was establishing a culture that uh, is the foundation for what what this program is going to be. And uh, I hate using the word rebuild, uh, but uh, that that's one that the fans understand more than anything. So the rebuild process is starting. Uh, and what you can't do, you can't skip steps. So we, we know it's sometimes going to be slower than than what we wanted. But uh, again, it's establishing that culture and building a foundation that we can we can rely on for years to come. Before we talk about what you return and what you're bringing in, I, I, I know you do lose some production, the likes of a Faith Jarvis and uh, some other young ladies from last year's roster. So and talk about what you're what you're uh, missing from a season ago. You know, the, the first one you said right there, Faith Jarvis, is that that's going to be a tough one to uh, to replace. Uh, she had a great season at the top of the lineup. Um, we had the opportunity with Faith to kind of reinvent her as a slapper. And it's it's been nice to have her around. She's our director of operations this year. So she's still around the program. She's She was a great leader as a player for us and helping us establish that culture. So to still have her influence on staff has been great. Uh, really, really helping out with someone like Tadria Sinny, who was an all-conference kid for us that's going to take over that leadoff spot. Um, but some others that we're, we're needing to replace. Logan Estes, uh, still finishing up school here, but as a nursing student, is going to rely uh, on, on academics and step away from the game. So replacing her innings is going to be tough. Uh, and then she also brought a tough bat to our lineup. But Chamley Garner is another one uh, who was that kind of just that grinded out type of player that we're trying to, trying to get some of our younger players to take on that role. Uh, so she she is, was a leader in our infield and then one of our power bats. So uh, we're really excited about kind of the, some of the experience that our younger players have, but definitely looking to see who's going to fill those shoes. You mentioned Logan Estes. Uh, so we'll start right there uh, within the circle. Uh, last year, kind of atypical, and from my standpoint at least, um, you, you talk about establishing a culture um, in in – just the program as a whole, but um, within the circle, a lot of talent, but also unproven, a lot of inexperience. But um, you had five arms that logged anywhere from, I think, what, 64 to just over 80 innings. Uh, so talk about what you returned there, because I know uh, you returned four out of five, um, um, everyone except Logan. Yeah, and it's, it's going to be really similar this year. We don't have that go-to horse that's going to go out there and throw 250 plus innings and strike out 12, 13 hitters a game. Um, but we've got a staff that we're going to rely on that, that complement each other really well. Uh, it, it starts there with some of the experience we got last year for some, from some younger pitchers. Uh, Jordan Hatch has looked really good this fall. She had some bright spots as a freshman last year, uh, had a lot of success in the state as a high school uh, pitcher in, in, in the state of North Carolina. So we're, we're looking for her to really take that big step from freshman to sophomore year. Uh, and then we, we had a couple that battled through injuries last year that are back and looking sharp so far this January. Addie, Addie Bullis uh, really battled through injuries all year last year. So she's she's been looking sharp as she's bouncing back. Maddie Davis had some some big time games for us, uh, a couple of power five wins that, that she that she had a good change of speed type kid. Uh, Taylor Smith returned. She's probably our hardest thrower who got some valuable innings for the first time in her career. And then we bring in a transfer from Louisville, uh, Peyton Hudson, who is going to swing the bat a little bit for us. That kind of takes on that Logan Estes role, uh, a down ball pitcher that, again, complements some of our other arms, but 
has has some experience pitching in some big games. So again, we're going to rely on all five, kind of that uh, bullpen rotation by committee. Um, but it allows us to give an opposing team that ma- that many more looks and that many more arms to prepare for. Yeah, no doubt a variety of uh, options there. And I'm very intrigued with the, the Louisville transfer, as you mentioned, Peyton Hudson. Um, kind of moving to uh, – let's go around the horn and beginning with the infielders. Um, just take us around the horn and, uh, you know, what you have returning and then also what you have coming into the program. Well, go, going around the horn is it's going to be interesting because we, we've got – we're battling through some injuries right there. So we've got some kids – I'm not going to say playing out of position because – you know, growing up, they play a lot of different spots in the infield. So we, we've, we've got some juggling around and bouncing around. Uh, Jocelyn Alonzo is uh, still trying to return from surgery last year that she had at the end of last season. And she she was off to a blazing start in conference play last year. So we're trying to get her back ready for the start of season, which would kind of establish us at shortstop, uh, which obviously is kind of the foundation for your infield. Uh, so if, if she's playing there, then it, it kind of sets the tone for everywhere else. But right now we've got some kids bouncing around. Um, we, we've, we've got a lot of options in the infield, which which is great. Uh, it's going to make my job a little tough to see what combination from game to game. Um, but that's what the first month of, of non-conference play is all about, to see who's going to step up. But we're, we're looking forward uh, to Logan Sutton taking on a little more of a role. Uh, she She got some time last year. Uh, in, in the infield at second base. But right now she's filling in at shortstop, waiting for Alonzo to come back. Uh, but she can slide over to second base. But uh, r- really a strong bat, and she's she stepped up in, going into her sophomore season. We're looking to get a little more production out of her. Uh, Bailey Wilson saw a lot of time last year, which she's seeing time at third base, saw some time at first base last year, and we're probably going to move her over and see at, at second base a little bit. So some of that juggling. Uh, we got an NC State transfer, J.C. Chamberlain, who ha- has a lot of power. Uh, didn't see a lot of time throughout her career at NC State, but I recruited her when I was at George Washington. So we've known her for a lot of years. And the potential she has as a as a six-foot bat that uh, can bounce around and play, play both corners. Uh, and then moving over to first base, uh, a big bat that we're looking forward to this year is, is Taylor Woodry. Uh, great eye at the plate on base percentage, always one of the highest in, in the conference. Uh, so we're looking forward to her, hopefully having a little more offense production, driving in runs, uh, with, with the power bat that she has. And then, uh, Mackenzie Keela, uh, a recruit from Hawaii has, has a lot of potential. We've been seeing time all around the infield, uh, that really an athlete that is, is as a freshman has the ability to step in and, and be a big name player for our program. And, uh, and anyone that knows the ECU softball program in the past know that there's always been some really solid Hawaiian kids. And uh, we lucked into one this year that we saw out recruiting in California. And she, she has the ability to come in and, and have a great career for us. A moment ago, you mentioned Cindy, the Texas A&M transfer. Uh, last year, she was third on the team, uh, hitting 274, uh, also second on the club with 11 stolen bases and um, and produced seven doubles. So uh, talk about her and um, the other options around the um, outfield starting starting in left. Yeah, in, in, in left field, right right now we got a transfer from UCLA that came in uh, two weeks ago that uh, sat out last year. So trying to, trying to get caught up to speed with timing, but a lot of potential in Taylor Edwards uh, there. She's, she's going to see some time in left, could see some time at first base also. Uh, left-hand bat, left-hand thrower. So obviously limited a little bit in defense, but 
uh, on where you can put her. But she's got the athleticism that uh, can move all over the outfield, but has some pop in her bat, uh, a lot of speed. So she she's going to be a great addition to our lineup that, again, getting getting her back to speed and getting getting caught up. But really looking to see in the production that she's going to have. But in center field, Tadra Asini, uh uh, like I said, hitting the 270s last year, but that doesn't really say what what kind of production she had late in the season. Uh, she was an all-conference kid for us because what she did in conference play. Uh, the type of pitching that we see in the AAC is is top-notch, and, and she she really lit it up the, the second half of conference play for us. We're looking for her to set the table uh, as we go through the season. And then moving over to right field, Anna Sawyer, a local product as a freshman, has the ability to step in and uh, I, I think has the potential to be one of the better hitters that this program seen uh, throughout her career. Uh, great accolades throughout her high school career, state champion uh, for Conley, and really has, the again, of the potential to step in from day one and be a run producer for us. Uh, and then one more that's going to be seeing time is Sydney Yoder, uh, who has the ability to play all over the outfield. Uh, senior for us that uh, had some big moments last season, uh, looking for her to see some DP time. Uh, and also see some time in the outfield. And then uh, one, one more bat going over to that DP role is going, going to be Joey Fatante. Uh, she's going to see some time behind the plate, but also can swing it really well. Uh, and then moving in again, catching-wise, uh, Sophie Wools is also going to see, see time back there. Her and Joey are going to split time, two big-time bats for us. So uh, that kind of lays the, lay, lays the work for what we expect offensively and defensively. You mentioned Fatante as well as Wolves. Um, Wolves led the team with six home runs a season ago, and um, Yoder um, was second on the team and uh, with a 292 average, um, four home runs. A name uh, I don't I don't believe you've mentioned. Forgive me if you did, but uh, Daphne Mercado. That seemed like an intriguing story there because she's coming over from Memphis, which is obviously within the league. And I noticed last year against the Pirates, she had uh, a multi-hit game as well as a home run. Yeah, and Daphne's going to play all over the field for us. Uh, we got her working in uh, middle infield a little bit, has the potential to play outfield. She's uh, naturally a catcher, uh, which we got a lot of depth there. But uh, yeah, and Daphne's one that reached out to us uh, and, again, obviously had some success against us last season, reached out to us and really wanted to be a part of what, what our culture is. After they played against us, uh, that kind of stood out, the, the energy that our, our program being, brings. Uh, so she reached out really excited about being a part of our program. So we brought her in uh, a couple weeks ago and, again, has the potential to play a lot of different positions. Uh, great bat-to-ball skills. It's going to put the ball in play for us and make some things happen. So uh, definitely has a, has a lot of potential. Going to add some depth to a couple different spots. And uh, the, the way she swings, it has the ability to work herself in the lineup at a, at a lot of different positions. We talk about needing to see improvement, obviously, um, across the board. But, I mean, you mentioned specifically in the circle, you know, what are some of the, the biggest things that you're looking to see the most improvement from um, in 2023, excuse me, in 2023? You know, last year, a lot of our kids were gaining experience. Uh, so we're, we're looking for that to be uh, a big thing that helps them now, that they've seen, like you said, 60, 70, 80 in- innings under their belts against some big-time lineups. So, uh, hopefully from some of our younger ones not having the big deer in headlights moments, uh, whether it be being on the college stage for the first time, like a Jordan Hatch, or seeing AAC offenses for the first time. Uh, so I, we, we look for the confidence to be built a lot. Uh, but, but again, 
we've got a, a new arm to throw to the mix. It's just finding ways for them to complement each other. Uh, we're not going to have many that, that are going to go through a, a seven inning stretch by themselves and throw a complete game. So uh, we're going to have to have pitchers that are ready, whether it's uh, throwing to three hitters, throwing one inning, one time through the order. Uh, we're going to have to establish what different roles are going to be, but that experience factor is going to be the big difference maker for, for our staff this year. Taking a look at your 2023 schedule, a tremendous schedule. Uh, we talked about how tough the American is and we'll, um, mention more about that in a moment but uh, non-conference play man you jump right into the fire um, taking on the Virginia Tech Hokies who were a win away from Oklahoma City and um, you had the, those first 10 games on the road um, before playing what 19 out of the next 20 at uh, Max Joyner Family Stadium yeah like, like when you sign up for a tournament uh, like we did with Wilmington you don't know who the other teams are going to be uh, immediately so seeing Virginia Tech once once that was announced was was exciting that they're going to be in the field and then find out that we're playing in the first two games of the season that's that's a tough test right away because that's like I said they, they were close to making it to Oklahoma City last year and they've got that potential again they got one of the best one of the top five six seven arms in, in the in the nation their offense is extremely stout so we're going to be tested the, the very first two days of the season uh, and then we've got some big time names coming in here. Once we start our home tournaments, uh, obviously like Ohio State and Maryland, a couple of Big Ten teams. Uh, Notre Dame's coming down. Uh, I feel like we played half the ACC with with some of the the teams that are a short drive from here with North Carolina State, uh, North Carolina, and Duke. So just the location that we're in, we're, we're going to have great competition uh, throughout midweek games all every, every season. So uh, we're going to be tested preseason. Uh, we definitely got some games that are set there to to hopefully gain some confidence and, and build up a good start to the season. But uh, again, obviously going to be tested some, for some power five teams. And then, like you said, the AAC slate is as tough as any conference in the country. So uh, we'll, we'll be prepared. Uh, we we gain, again, some great experience from a season ago. So we know a little more what to expect going into American play for some of our younger players. Uh, and that preseason schedule is going to, going to get us ready. And, you talk about all the – that's one of the things within the, the baseball world. Um, you, know, you have so many teams regionally, and I'm sure uh, pretty similar in softball. You can, you can play an excellent schedule without traveling very far. And um, I know a season ago you, you had Duke in for the doubleheader. This year you're going to Durham. I noticed toward the end of the regular season this, this year – you're playing uh, three against NC State, a doubleheader followed by a single on Sunday. So uh, what – um, is that something next year? On will the Wolfpack come to Greenville for three? Uh, I, to to Duke, be chairman, <laughs> Duke, Duke and North Carolina will come here. I haven't had much success getting NC State to come. They like to try to come here in the fall and then make us come there in the spring. Which again, we want to keep playing those those teams, those Power Five teams, uh, especially having a lot of in-state kids. Uh, right. I mean, a lot of them grow up being uh, Wolfpack, Blue Devil, Tar Heel fans. Uh, so to come here, it's exciting for them. So uh, we hope to get to the point where we can we can get NC State to come here as well. But uh, we'll, we'll keep making the trip. And uh, it's an opportunity for us, again, to hopefully knock off a big in-state opponent uh, being in their place. And if we can get them to come back here, we're, we're going to keep trying to. Uh, but the good thing is we've got, we've got the other two that uh, Duke played here last year. North Carolina was scheduled too, but we got rained out. So we, we'll, we'll keep having home and homes with them. But uh, all, all three of them. It's a great opportunity for for our program to again play power five teams that are that are not too far down the road. 
that, that our kids and our fans get really excited about. Within the American, um, you've referenced uh, multiple times during this conversation what a quality league it is. You had UCF a season ago who made it to a super regional and, um, you know, what a tough draw for them having having to run into national champion Oklahoma there in the Supers out in Norman. But um, talk about the Knights, and then uh, I know USF has been very strong as well as uh, other teams throughout this league. Yeah, UCF is going to return a lot offensively. Uh, I know they lose their top two pitchers, so that's that's going to be tough for them. Uh, USF's the same way. They've had for the past five years the best pitcher in the conference, one of the best pitchers in the country. Uh, so they've got to replace her. So the good thing for us is some of the top teams in the country are replacing some arms, but uh, there's some great offensive teams. Uh, Wichita State has got one of the best offenses in the entire country. Uh, we saw that when we played them here last year. Uh, I think they're going to be one of the favorites this season. They bring in a couple pitchers that are going to help them. Uh, but from top to bottom, we've got a, a small seven-team conference. I mean, three of the seven made the NCAA tournament last year. Uh, well, there's potential for three or four this year. Uh, and we're trying to get ourselves in that mix. But uh, from top to bottom, it's one of the toughest conferences in the entire country. Uh, so we're, we're excited about the t- test ahead. Uh, again, the, the preseason polls came out. And a lot of times your, your champion from the season ago is n- number one again, like UCF is. But uh, any of three or four teams has the ability to win this conference and, uh, again, be a multi-bid league for the NCAA tournament. And you talk about what, what Coach Godwin's built with the baseball program, obviously has led the state of North Carolina in attendance for well over 20 years now consecutively. And uh, I know softball has kind of been hit or miss. I mean, at times um, the stadium's packed and rocking. Uh, talk about what, uh, what you would say to, to Pirate fans. And um, I know early in the season there's a lot of overlap, um, baseball and softball taking place on the same day. Uh, so, folks, I encourage you to, to walk across the street and, and check out uh, what's what's taking place. Yeah, and, and anytime someone comes over, they're going to realize that, I mean, it, it's a fun sport to watch. Uh, I mean, I, I grew up a baseball guy. I'm a baseball guy. I still play baseball. Uh, and you see a lot of baseball fans that kind of move over to the softball side and, and get excited about what they see. Uh, but obviously winning brings brings energy, brings fans, and, and we're, we're building that. Uh, like I said, we're, we're going through that process right now. Uh, last year, we, we, we did a solid job of competing. If you look through some of our scores in conference, even some games that we lost, I mean, UCF is one of the best teams in the country. We're, we're right there in, in a three-game series with a chance to win, win a couple of those games. And so we really worked hard at competing last year, and we had some exciting games uh, here at Max Joyner uh, that we competed in. And this year, we're, we're competing to win. Uh, so, that, again, once, once we get that train running, uh, the, the fans, the energy, they're, they're, they're going to follow. Uh, and once this place gets rocking all the time, it's, it's going to be a, a fun place to play. It's going to be a fun place to win. Uh, so with that preseason overlap with baseball and softball, you know, we're, we're trying to schedule some of our games to where fans can sneak over here for, for a few innings before heading over there. And, uh, once they start making their way out they're, they're going to stay. Cause again, there's, there's a lot of fun, a lot of passion, a lot of energy, uh, and, and fans will see that right away and, and our kids feed off of it. Yeah, you, you hear it all the time. You you reference some baseball guys kind of drifting to softball, and, and I know you you fell into that boat. Uh, but that's something that you always hear about 
one of the negatives to in some people's mind with baseball is the pace of play and the length of a game when softball you have seven innings and it's a it's a very fast paced game uh, generally speaking and um, those are some of the advantages yeah that, that, absolutely uh and you, you see a lot of the baseball influence coming over to softball as well uh especially on the offensive side there's a lot of uh, former baseball guys coming over teaching teaching the way that they, they do things offensively. And, I mean, some of the run production you're seeing throughout the country is is, is a byproduct of that. Uh, people coming in, really diving in to, to what the swing's all about because there's there's a lot of similarities between the two games. Um, but, again, I, like you said, we, we've got the, the, the pace of play, how quick the game is, obviously the shorter distance. Uh, and these these pitchers can bring it as well. So there, there's a, there's a lot of speed, a lot of power to the game, and uh, it's just it's a it's a fun game to be a part of. And uh, again, I'll always be a baseball guy, uh, and we we bring a lot of that influence over to our program. So uh, any fans that come and catch catch both programs, I think they're they're going to find uh, some things that they they love about both. And uh, we we just look look forward to continuing to have our goal of packing the max and giving us a home field advantage. Final thing I had for you, Coach, I know uh, here recently you announced on ecupirates.com some 2023 signees, and since those, those young ladies have signed, um, I wanted to ask because uh, I'm, I'm assuming now that they have uh, signed their NLIs so that you can uh, discuss them. Yeah, absolutely. We've got a, we've got a solid 23 class. Uh, uh, what, what we're bringing in there is some pitching depth. Uh, some arms that we think can can help take us to the next level, and then we get we've got some speed. Uh, so when we looked, we didn't have a lot of time for our 23 class when we took over because you're always looking two to three years out uh, when when getting a recruiting class. So the 24 class is the first one that we really had the opportunity to to see kids, get to know kids. But uh, we're really excited about some of the talent we're bringing in in 23. Uh, Taylor Apple has the ability to be a, a frontline pitcher for us. Great velocity. Uh, spins it up, spins it down, changes speeds. Uh, so she's uh, an in-state kid with a lot of potential. Devin Long's another one that in, in the circle has the ability to keep the ball down in the zone with some really good velocity, has had a lot of success in the state of Georgia as a pitcher and an offensive player. And then we bring in three kids that are speed kids in the outfield uh, that have the ability, again, we look for dynamic kids, whether it was power, whether it was speed. And uh, we, we were fortunate enough to bring some kids in that can, make some things happen from a speed standpoint. Kanisha Anderson coming from California is uh, she's a big time recruit. She's, she's a, a track kid uh, out there that is, is going to fly and cover some ground from, from line to line in the outfield. Uh, and then we got Hannah Evans uh, plays for the same travel organization as Taylor Apple. A uh, lot of success handles the bat really well, covers all kinds of ground in the outfield. Uh, and then Kaylee asks you another one in state that, uh, handles the bat well, good speed, can play both corner outfield positions. So uh, we we lose a couple outfielders next year, so we're, we're covering that extremely well with some speed that I think is going to give us the ability to have one of the best defense outfields uh, in our conference, which, again, gives us the ability to hopefully be one of the better uh, defense outfields in the country and then some pitching depth that can come in and make an impact right away. Uh, so we're looking forward for the 23 class to help take a, a big stride for us and then I mean, right now on paper, the 24 class kind of projecting out uh, has the potential to be a top 25 class for us. I mean, that's we've got some kids that we're really excited about. Uh, the recruits never get here fast enough, but uh, we're, we're excited about the future that we're building. Awesome to hear. Uh, I know um, three of these young ladies that you just referenced um, 
ranking the top 100 nationally in, in um, that 2023 class is top 50 or so and I'm uh, looking even better for 2024. But uh, really appreciate the time this morning. Uh, you, you've been very generous and we look forward to catching up with you down the road, uh, maybe mid-year. Awesome. Sounds good. I appreciate you having me. No doubt. Let's go Pirates. Every yard, every first down, every touchdown.